Welcome back, everybody. I'm having a very fun pre-chat with Linda Boyd, who you all know and love as Lily from Virgin uh, River on Netflix. Um, welcome to the program, Linda. Thank you, Alan. Oh, it's it's my pleasure. And uh, I, as I was watching the show, and uh, you know, my normal process before I have anybody on is I watch their work. Either I'm very familiar with their work and I've seen them in something, uh, many somethings, or I've seen you because I know that I've seen you in a bunch of uh, places, but Virgin River I hadn't watched. So I started watching Virgin River. I usually do at least an episode just to kind of get a feel. Uh, yeah. I couldn't stop with Virgin River episodes, so I'm already done with season one. So now I'm on season two. And we know that season three just came out, so I'll be catching up to it very soon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad you like it. I do. It was, it was such a great uh, change of pace for me. Uh, because the series that I just got done watching and my whole family is watching and having a lot of fun with is, uh, <clears throat> now the name escapes, it's Younger. Uh, it's uh, Younger, which is, I uh, just finished its oh. run. It did uh, seven seasons. So uh, think uh, Sex in the City, same producers, they did Younger, which is a really, really Younger, nice. Like O-U-N-G-E-R? Yes. Yeah, Younger. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So I it's a... Uh, check it out. I think I think it's on MTV or it was on MTV. I, I watched it on Hulu, uh, where okay. you know okay. we all stream nowadays anyway. So, yeah. but it's an I believe it's an MTV show. So okay. just just got done with it. I said I'm not gonna watch uh, kind of any more shows, and I got stuck on yours because I like it a lot. So, <laughs> <laughs> and yes, yeah, I know. I just I know people uh, who Monday morning or you no know, Friday morning last week started watching it as soon as they got up and didn't stop until the end. It's I, I certainly understand uh, I understand how that can happen because it's a really good show and it kind of it catches you by surprise and I had no intention of watching any more than one episode. I just wanted yeah. to get a feel. I wanted to see uh, you in the role uh, and I wasn't going to continue, but I just can't stop myself and I keep watching it because I find more and more things that are drawing me in. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. well, it, it expands. It just keeps getting more uh, involved. Yeah. Get to know these people in the in the town and some, oh, sorry, my little, no, no worries. little cell phone went ching ching. Um, yeah, you get to know people in, in this little town and um, like I, I, yeah, it's interesting. It's I, I none of us had any idea. It was just yeah. oh, this is a nice, this is some nice material. That's great. But no it's, idea. Yeah, good writers, uh, and I like some of the references because you know uh, I didn't know anything about the show, right? So I start watching the show. It starts with uh, you know the red uh, BMW uh, kind of getting into an accident in the middle of nowhere. I'm thinking, okay, that's pretty cute. That's kind of Doc Hollywood, uh, you know, type of start. And then I see more and more references to Doc Hollywood, including the fact that, uh, you know, uh, Doc even calls her Nurse Hollywood in, in episode two of season one. So okay. I, I never thought, made that connection. That's cool. Immediately, because again, you know, nurse practitioner, obviously he was, uh, he was a doctor. Uh, there's no reference to Grady or anything like that, but uh, it's the red, uh, you know, red sports car or red luxury car which uh, which is what michael j fox was driving in that one wow. and then she comes in she kind of starts uh, falling in love with the town but this this is very different from doc hollywood it's a drama and it's a really good drama 
where everyone has a story. Everyone has something interesting going on. And you just get drawn right into it because you want to see what happens. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. No, it, and you know what's really lovely too is like I've worked with Tim Matheson before mm -hmm. um, uh, several times. He directed me in a movie and also I did a movie with him as a co actor. Um, I'd worked with Alex Breckenridge before on She's the Man. Yeah. Uh, and then all the women in my sort of, um, we get together at Jack's Bar and we knit and all my friends, basically, yeah. I know all those women. I've known them for, well, Terrell Rothery, I've known since we were teenagers. Wow. Who plays Muriel. Okay. Yeah. And Nicola Cavendish and I had just finished doing a play together. She plays Connie. We yeah. just finished doing a play together and we auditioned for this thing called Virgin River. And <laughs> she, she auditioned for Hope. I auditioned for Connie. And then when my agent called to say I got a Virgin River, I was like, oh, cool. And she goes, yeah, you're the role of Lily. I went, who? <laughs> you don't get the whole script when you audition. You get just your pages, as you know. Yeah, yeah. So then I'm going, oh, this is cool. Nicola, Nicola Cavendish and I both auditioned. We got cast in different parts, but it all worked out perfectly. It did, but then actually it made me wonder because again, another part of my process before I interview anybody who I'm not as familiar with is I go and watch your demo reels. So I go on your website, I watch all of your demo reels, I go on IMDb Pro, which is my home away from home. Uh, and then I see you and you're playing a lot of strong characters. I really, you know, I see a strong presence, you know, uh, you, you have tattoos, you know, things that we're going to talk about <laughs> in a second. But uh, and then I see you playing Lily and it's a very different character. It's completely different. So when you said that you just you auditioned for Connie, I said, yeah, that makes sense. You know, based on some of the roles that I've seen you in, that makes sense. Yeah, no, and I was I love that. And originally she was going to be from somewhere else, like Georgia or something. And mm -hmm. she had quite an accent and I really went for that. And, and I thought, oh, OK, um, and I didn't get that job. But yeah, I honestly, Lily is um, I don't know where she came from. Um, yeah, because normally I like I played the Randy, the bartender and Tin Star was, uh, you know, butting heads with tim roth's character um yeah interesting honestly don't know yeah but you know, it's great <clears throat> and that's that's the best part right we we as actors we audition for things and then when somebody is looking at it from the other side of the lens they're saying okay i like it but perfect right here instead that's mm -hmm. what i always want i'm like hey i'm me you see me find something yeah. that you think i would be best at so no, absolutely uh now you've mentioned all the ladies that you know around the knitting table how about uh hope's character uh, annette have you worked with her before uh no i had never worked with annette okay. um she's just the loveliest person um she kept trying to help me i'm a really bad knitter in fact only, i have this thing that looks like a scarf for a barbie doll i've been working on it for about two and a half years and so i brought it to work i said why don't i just keep working on this and yeah. then we had to put the color, make sure it was okay with the production and that it all matched. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, basically, I would try to knit during break times and wreck it and go, Annette, do you mind to put me back on? Did she get me right back on? Okay. Okay. Thanks so much. And then it would go again. And if she'd gone to do a scene, there'd be Gwyneth Walsh over there. I'd go, oh, Gwyneth, do you mind? They're like expert knitters. Annette would be knitting a new outfit practically every time I saw her like hats and scarves and sweaters and Terrell can knit, um, Nicola can knit. I can't, I've never, I've tried, I, I 
had lessons. Um, yeah, anyway. Well, listen, it's, it's a good thing to do because you're, you're on set and a lot of times it's uh, just a lot of waiting around. So uh, you can definitely knit. Uh, yeah, no. Do you mind if I go get my dog really quick? Yeah, he's, go for it. He's squeaking at the bottom of the stairs and, okay, I'll be like, one sec. Yeah, bring him in. Milo, where are you? Come on up, buddy. He's coming upstairs with me. Perfect. Oh, Include him. He weighs 30 pounds. <laughs> okay. Good yeah, workout. So he'll say a quick hello because he's not camera shy. There's my Hi. Hello. Isn't he the Who's cutest? A good boy. He's quite a good boy. Now go lie down, buddy. He weighs 30 pounds. He was supposed to be a Chihuahua and a Maltese and weigh 10 pounds, but um, yeah. he's 30 pounds and he's not none of those things. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I can't lift my dog up. He's, I mean, I can, uh, but he's 65 pounds and he's, a, he's he? a big dude. He's a we thought we adopted him, we rescued him, and we thought yeah. he was a Rhodesian Ridgeback and a lab mix. He turned okay. out to be a black mouth cur, which we didn't even know exists. But Did you do DNA samples? Is that how you found out? DNA samples were awful. They were completely off. We did it, oh. and they were just completely off. Like, you know, he's a, he's a guy that looks like a lab with a, with a you know, uh, Rhodesian mix, and they were saying that he has like 10 or 15 percent Chihuahua. Like, yeah, right. Uh, so he was completely <laughs> off. But <laughs> we finally, you know, years later, we figured out that he's a black mouth cur, which is a really kind of old American breed of, uh, of dogs. And they kind of look like labs. And when they open their mouths, you can see that there is a black, uh, you know, the mouth is black. So he's right, a black right. Cur. Yeah. So, uh. Anyway, so I, can't, I I don't usually lift him up, and we didn't have him as a puppy, which uh, I would have loved to because he's the cutest mm -hmm. thing right now. I can't even imagine what he would have been like as a puppy. No. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, um, when when I talk about Annette, one of the things that kind of you know, as an actor, there are things that I'm watching for as I watch a series. You know, so I, I usually watch in, in three different uh, kind of uh, realms. Yeah, of course, I know. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things that drew me to Annette is that I'm like Annette reminds me of Diane Keaton. There is a lot of similarity in just the way that they are. I, has, I'm sure I'm not the first one who said that, right? Well, now that you say it, and I've worked with Diane Keaton, so I get it. Okay. I see it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, geez. And I did a whole movie with Diane. I played her best friend. Hmm. And then we became friends. And then um, that's so, yeah, even similar like hair, yeah. mannerisms, quirkiness. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, huh? Yeah. Never, never... And then the, the other thing that took me a little longer with Alexandra is Alexandra's smile looked really familiar to me. And I'm like, I need to understand where that smile is coming from because I know that smile. It took me a little bit, and then I think by episode four, I got it. Yeah. And when she does a kind of a full smile, and then she uh, she does a shy smile, it's Alicia Silverstone. So, oh, yeah. right. 
Go right. go back to Clueless and look at Alicia Silverstone's no, smile. No, no. And, I know, I know yeah. who you mean. Yep. Yeah. Very oh uh, yeah, very similar. So it's it's these things that keep me watching uh, because I'm I'm trying to figure it out. So me well, I remind in, you of, do huh? I remind you of anybody? Do I remind you of anybody? I knew you were gonna ask me that question and you do, but I haven't I, I haven't placed my finger in it yet. I get Susan Sarandon. I understand times. that. Mm -hmm. I understand that. Um, who else have I gotten? Once in a while, Julianne Moore. See, that I know. Uh, that I definitely see uh, uh, quite a bit. Yeah. So I'll, I'll tell you, there is, there is, there's more there. I just, I haven't quite gotten no, to it yet. formulated it yet. Okay. And because again, unfortunately in the, in season one, you're only in two episodes, at least the two episodes that I know, right? So you're in the pilot and then... I think I did five in season one and maybe five in season two, but I did eight in season three. So it was okay. my big arc for sure. Got it. So it's, I need more, more FaceTime. So I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and then I'll, I'll ping you back and I'll let you know who I think it is. But um, I want to get to your tattoos for a second. Again, go, going, going around the bend and they're very, very cool. But it's that idea of you that I had from watching all the strong roles and then kind of surprising me with Lily. And then the first thing we see, you know, with you right now is your tattoos, which goes back to it. So what's, what's the story? <laughs> um, well, all my tattoos, I've got a Superman S on my stomach. That was the first one. And that was, um, I did a play in 1996 called Poor Superman, written by Canadian playwright Brad Fraser. Mm. And... Uh, it was a really dramatic role. It was very challenging. Um, um, and then he wrote the movie version, which he cast me in as well. And it was interesting because we opened July 4th, 1996, and we started the movie July 4th, um, 2001. Oh. I thought, that's kind of cool. So when I got yeah. home from shoot, shooting, I went and had the Superman put on my stomach. Um, and then this is from a, a television show, a Canadian television show that is worldwide now. It's called The Republic of Doyle. Uh, oh. It's set in St. John's, Newfoundland. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, they tried to help me <laughs> get a Newfoundland accent. They had a coach from, we have a very famous theatrical uh, festival called Stratford Festival yeah. um, in Ontario. Mm -hmm. They had the coaches from Stratford trying to help me um, learn. And I had lessons every day for a week and then I went to the producer, the exact producer, I said, can I just read a bit of script for you? <laughs> and so I did, and he went, yeah, I think, yeah, you're going to come from away. And I went, yes, because all of a sudden I'd moved with Milo from one side of Canada to the very opposite, farthest place you can go in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't do the accent. Are they going to fire me? Maybe they'll send me <laughs> right back home. No, they let me be from somewhere else. And then it ended up making my storyline really interesting because it, as it turned out, I had a criminal past and I had, um, we made up, had the story be that I'd, I'd, I'd ratted out my husband at the time um, mm -hmm. so that I could not serve time in jail, moved to somewhere he'd never find me. And then in season one, they had the art department take this tattoo and put it on a postcard. Huh. And it was from the penitentiary in Ontario and it was, he found me. Wow. And then the next thing I know, I walk into my kitchen a couple days later and he's standing in my kitchen drinking a beer. And it's like, oh my God, how, how did you find me? Anyway, that was real fun. And then this was for, I played Randy the bartender uh, in Tin Star. 
uh, for Amazon Prime. And um, I just wanted to feel, okay, the other thing is, it's exhausting sitting in hair and makeup for hours. And I also had this crazy black hair with extensions. And I thought, I don't want to sit there. And they were already going to put a whole leg length tattoo on me of these roses in vines. Yes. Yeah. That that itself, I'd have to sit there with my leg in the air for like uh, 45 minutes at least. Oh my goodness. You know what? I'm just going to cut this time down. I'm going to get me a, a nice tat. So it's supposed to be a dragon. Yeah, I see. Yeah, there's the face and yep. stuff. Anyway, I've got a whole plan now, not related to a show, but I'd like to have some more bands on this arm. And I kind of want to do like spell my name, Linda, in Egyptian hieroglyphs, hieroglyphics. Okay. Yeah. Because it's like really interesting little birds and eyeballs and things mm -hmm. like that. And I like Egyptian, um, you know, history. That's yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I guess a part of me is glad that you're not getting it a tattoo for every show that you get in because that would have been <laughs> I would be a covered work. at this point. Yeah. Right? That would be a lot of work. <laughs> That's funny. No, I would just have my resume tattooed on my back. Yeah, that would be easier. Yeah. Uh, still a lot of work, but that would be easier. And really painful because you know what? It's like lying under a sewing machine. It really hurts. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to lie. And then COVID came and I thought, hmm. I don't know if this is the time to be doing things like that, but anyway. Probably not, but um, that's it's very cool. So going back to Virgin River, I know season three is uh, just just came out. Uh, yeah, July 9th. Yeah, I will be catching up to it probably next week. I think that's 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 all I'm going so far. Okay. Um, but you've mentioned, you know, uh, the, the backstory of... Uh, uh, of you know, leaving your husband running away, uh, that kind of deals with uh, with pages. Now again, I'm I'm still in the beginning of season two, so they're just going to deal with all of that stuff of what happened to Paige and yeah. her uh, and her husband. So, but at any point, because you've been through so many projects, and sometimes if you're not on the scene, you're not kind of uh, there, but sometimes you are watching. Do anything from your past experiences kind of come up and saying? Oh, I'm very familiar with that storyline. I really want to see how they handle it here. You mean in the in all of Virgin River? No, in Virgin River. So speaking of Paige's uh, storyline of you know Paige Michelle, you know running away to uh, from her abusive uh, husband yeah, yeah, and yeah. going to Virgin River. You know, some part of that sounds like a backstory that you were just telling me from the uh, from the six seasons you spent in Newfoundland. So. Does any oh. of that ever kind of creep up and saying, that sounds familiar. I know this story. Sometimes. Okay, okay. for sure. But I think because I did Republic of Doyle for six years, we did mm -hmm. 77 episodes. Yeah. After a while, it started to feel like it was this really long movie that was changing and evolving yeah. because eventually that crazy ex-husband of mine, uh, we, run him out, we ran him out of town because he was a bit cuckoo. Um, and violent and dangerous. Um, and then I married the man of my dreams who I was running this private investigation um, firm with. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, uh, yeah, so it never occurred to me because that was, you know, I shot that 10 years ago. Okay. It's, it's interesting again. <clears throat> uh, and I want to ask you because, you know, as an actor, uh, my resume is very, very limited. Uh, but with you having worked on so many projects and with you having to be 
you know, in the skin of so many characters. I wonder how, how and where that comes out in life in general. You know, some situation comes up and you're like, ooh, okay, I remember this. Oh, <laughs> remember yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. like our, I often if something happens in real life that reflects something I've just seen it's kind of like art life, art life. Yeah. Which, yeah. Which yeah, no, and I'm trying to think of specific things, but I mean, okay, for instance, I just finished watching season one, and I know I'm like three years behind the scenes or behind the times of um, Big Little Liars, Nicole Kidman okay. and Teresa. Mm -hmm. So I'm riveted to that. I just binge watched season one of that. Now there's an abusive husband in there. Yeah. No, thankfully he got. He got his due at the end, um, but never did it dawn on me that because I've never had an abusive husband. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, if I guess if I sat there and thought about all the different kinds of characters I played, I'd see like, oh, there's this category of of this kind of woman and this kind of character. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I haven't have done you, that. Have you played anybody like Lily before? Not really. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. And maybe that's because people don't think I'm very nice. <laughs> they just want to hire me to play, I don't know, um, <laughs> aggressive. Uh, uh, I don't know. No, I don't. I don't think I have. Mm -mm. Um, well, wait. Actually, there was one time I did a movie in Halifax based on a, a book called Nights Below Station Street. And in that, um, that character, I, 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 we were very poor. My husband was a raging alcoholic. Uh, I took in kids every day um, to put food on the table because my husband couldn't keep a job. Um, so that, and she was a very timid character. That's the only other time I've ever played a very, very, very timid, not timid, but yeah, pretty much. And it's interesting because um, the other day I went to get my second um, shot, my second Pfizer mm -hmm. shot. And the nurse that was jabbing me was this really cool lady. Um, she had retired as a nurse and she had taken this job at this center where they were dispensing vaccines just because she wanted to go to Tuscany next year. Oh. And so we just talked about that. And, and I, she just seemed like the kindest, most sincere person. And I just wanted to sit and talk. I ended up sitting and talking with her for like 20 minutes yeah. uh, before she jabbed me because I just, thought she was such, I, I love nurses, first of all. I just think anyone who devotes their life to taking care of us humans is just a, a star, in my opinion. And mm -hmm. I've lost siblings to cancer, and I've seen how the nurses take care of them. And so, yeah, there's just something really down-to-earth and sincere and, um, ah, so of service about this yeah. woman that's what i got from her in about 20 minutes of sitting with her and then she finally jabbed me and i said well have fun in italy and off i went but i just thought yeah there's I, yeah i haven't really ever no so how do you find again you know knowing who you are as a person and then uh, having played different characters how do you find playing lily is it interesting is it restrictive is it a really good break just to be in a different yeah. Uh, skin? Yeah, actually it, it was because, you know, um, I think I've learned enough over the 35 years or so that I've been doing 
mostly acting because before that I was a singer primarily. But I think I've learned that um, you don't have to be a showstopper to, to yeah. you know what I mean? You can just do really clean, good, honest work yeah. and trust that that's enough. And I also had a teacher one time who said, make really simple choices so that all that's complex about you can shine through. Yeah. And so there's a challenge to just go, <clears throat> this is, you know, somebody, yeah, really simple choices. And then, I mean, I've lived a lot of years and, you know, I've, I've had a sister die of AIDS. I raised her child. Um, I had two blind brothers growing up. Um, there's so much bad, hard, you know, sad things that have happened in my family that I guess all those layers are in me because I experienced it all. Yeah. And I just read the other day, the word theater comes from Greek. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean show. It means, uh, I gotta look it up right now because yeah. it's, a, it's, it's the reason why we, we go to movies and why we go to theater and why we watch television. We want to see ourselves. Yeah. We want to see humanity reflected back at us. So, uh, it doesn't have to be, you know, honestly, uh, I personally don't like crying a lot when I'm in a character, but I couldn't help it with Lily. Yeah. I couldn't help it. <clears throat> um, you'll find out why. Um, yeah. It, um, I lost my train of thought because I was trying to look up the word theater. Well, I think, and as you're looking it up, I think just, you know, as, as somebody who's watching it, it's, it's hard not to cry. Uh, being on that set and being in some of those scenes, where at you it's either your scene or you're there for somebody else but it's hard not to cry so i know that we you know after the takes some people have to kind of stay in character because that's the that's their process other people just release oh, yeah. it and, right. and go do something else but it's not easy being on a dramatic show like that uh no uh okay what does theater literally mean in greek mm -hmm. um Behold, the seeing place. Uh, a place of seeing. There was a deeper meaning I read somewhere recently that it was a place of, of seeing ourselves, basically. And I've always thought that, um, that, that we're trying to reflect back. I, I, I think of cave dwellers who, you know, somebody would come back from killing a giant brontosaurus and be like acting out. Yeah. You know, and, then, and then the artist in the group would go draw it on the wall. Yep. You know what I mean? It's just yep. so we could all share the experience yeah. together. So I kind of meandered in my answer, but. Um, but I like it. Um, I haven't thought of it that way, but it makes perfect sense, especially as, you know, what are great actors? And great actors are just, you know, it's it's allowing you to really be within them and to experience what they're feeling. Yeah, absolutely. And today I got a, a, a message on Instagram from a woman whose mother had had a similar, um, I don't know if I can talk about it. Uh, we can put a disclaimer, uh, but me as the yeah. person who hasn't watched it, I probably don't want to hear about it myself. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to hear about it. Anyway, I'm just saying people relate. Okay, for instance, when Lily... Yeah. When Lily in season one, right. I just lost my husband. I'd already had four, four kids. kids. Yeah. So I didn't know. 
and this I've seen this happen with uh, somebody where they were in a depression they didn't realize they were pregnant yeah. does grieving buck and then a woman can actually give birth to her own baby because I looked that up and I saw many YouTube videos of babies falling out of women I'm like okay so Lily's a farmer she's used to the life cycle I had this baby and then I went into a severe postpartum yeah and I left it on the doctor's uh, office uh, doorstep and um apparently a lot of people who had postpartum reacted to that 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 gave them whatever it gave them that it made a difference and so yeah i think that's part of it that you never know who's who's you're going to affect so um it's pretty honorable job actually yeah it's that's true yeah, so uh, you with nursing, you with uh, all of your experiences, this must have been uh, hopefully cathartic in some way uh, of being a part of the show. What do you mean with nursing? I don't get it. Well, you and your uh, love for nurses and respect for nurses oh. and, and Alexandra's uh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, of course. kind of background and how she talks about nursing and uh, yeah. what happened with her. Uh, and why she wanted to become a nurse herself. Yeah. So yeah. just a, a lot of a lot of things that are playing, you know, yeah. kind of echoing yeah. your life. Yeah, I never, I never put the two and two together. Yeah, you're a good weaver. <laughs> Sometimes it's easier from the outside to uh, to see right. those. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it's it's a really really interesting show. I look forward to watching, uh, you know, finishing seeing what happens in season two. The way that they're setting up, I think I know where they're going with a few storylines, but uh, mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to being surprised uh, and then yeah. seeing what happens in season three. Um, for those people who are like myself or who are, you know, who haven't watched uh, season three yet, who haven't binged or you know, are, are still <laughs> in the process, uh, what can you tell them without giving anything away about season three? About season three. Oh, well, um, there was this really fun couple of weeks where, um, Okay, Vancouver, since you've been here. Love it. Do you remember Grouse Mountain and all the mountains that surround the city? Mm -hmm. There's a mountain called Grouse Mountain. It's very famous for, well, there's a, a chairlift. It's a ski mountain. Um, <laughs> there's a beautiful, um, uh, well, there's a grizzly bear farm up there. You can meet grizzly bears. You can go ice skating up there. There's also a, a hike that's really hard to do called the Grouse Grind. Huh. Well, anyway, we shot up there for two weeks okay um and it was just really cool to be up on the top of the mountain and shooting it was a really fun episode it was a kind of a festival that was going on that needed to be in the woods and uh yeah that was really cool that was a really fun thing it was a lumberjack kind of situation um and everyone was wearing plaid <laughs> um, so that that was really cool experience um yeah i don't know i just um it was different shooting through protocol. I'll tell you that. Yeah. There are scenes where we're supposed to be singing happy birthday for someone or congratulations, but we have to go, okay, we got a surprise party for someone at the bar. Yeah. And our director, Martin Wood goes, okay, when it's, he comes out of the room and we all yell surprise, don't say anything, just go. And we'll feel that because they didn't want droplets going across the set. Uh, yeah, because back then 
were could you could this thing COVID travel six feet or was it actually twenty feet? And then they were saying people don't be around people who are singing because yeah. they're spraying you with their droplets. So we had to I'd do all kinds of crazy things like that where they would add the sound later. Um, okay. well, sorry, I, I a thought came up, but please please go ahead. I'll ask in a second. Oh no, that was it. It was just it was just and then every time they yell cut, you got somebody rushed in and handed you your mask. Yep. And your and a shield. <laughs> and then we didn't go sit around the, the snack bar and yak. We had yeah. to stay apart. So we'd be sitting in our little tents. We were given these tents. And you'd sit in your tent and you kind of talk through the through the through the rubber wall or <laughs> whatever. It was different. This so, different. A, who was doing your knitting? Okay. Well, I still have that knit that <laughs> wait, hold on. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> it's somewhere, right? Oh man, I really want to show you. Yeah, I want to see it. <laughs> it's not, it's, oh, I don't know where the hell it is. Um, okay. It's it's a little knitting project that will never get finished because seriously, um, well, the woman who taught me the beginning, who gave me the wool, she's 95, and I don't think I can go be around her until I'm totally, you know, through my whatever. Yeah. Anyway, yes, at the end of the season, I said, can I please have my scarf back? <laughs> my Barbie scarf. It's this big. And then the other thing I took from the show. Okay. I asked the prop department, though. Okay, my family, I, I break things. Um, not on purpose, but pretty much every day I break a glass. It's endless. I just trip over things and I drop my phone and crack it. So my family have called me the moose for many, many years, all my life. So <laughs> this was from the Lumberjack Festival and it was in Chloe's um, baby carriage. And so when I wrapped, I said, please ask props if I can keep the moose because it's a Canadian moose and I am a Canadian moose. Yeah, yeah adorable. That's perfect. <laughs> uh, the, the second question that I had was with all of those restrictions, Again, I have not watched season three. I'll get to it. But usually there's some sort of kissing involved in season one or season yeah. two. So what what could they do in season three? Because you have to have some romantic uh, scenes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think because um, all the American actors that came up quarantined for two weeks. Okay. Plus we were tested three times a week. Yeah. Sometimes I go to work and all I do is someone stick a thing up my nose and go like that. And I go, okay, see ya. I'm wrapped. Yep. That would be my day. If I did, yep. I was shooting that day. So, I mean, because the people that had to do kissing, yep. knew, we knew every day basically that we were all fine. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. we only ever had one person, I think somebody who was working kind of almost remotely. Okay. Um, so not, it never affected anybody. And that's about 200 people, including crew. That's and, yeah, no, it was, it, the protocols up here were fantastic. They really were. It was just like, we're going to do this. We're going to keep telling stories and no one's going to get hurt. So Good. I'm very proud of, of our film industry. Um, very much so. Lots of respect uh, for uh, Vancouver, for Toronto, for what they're doing. It was, it's really impressive. Um, very cool. Well. Such a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for spending the time with me. 
And uh, yeah. I, I'll ping you back on two things. Number one, I will figure out who you remind me of. And number two, okay. I'll let you know once I finish with season three. Okay. 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 Very good. Yeah. I want to know what you, what you think. And, and your and homework. Huh? What's my homework? I have homework. Your homework is I want to see the picture of that little baby scarf. That you, that you <laughs> I know made. that. I show, the, the, the wool is this big and the scarf is this big. So, so yeah. Oh my God. That's, you know, it's a project I just pick up and whenever I have time. <laughs> no, I don't. It's in that closet somewhere. <laughs> anyway, good luck with your audition this afternoon. Thank you very much. I really appreciate Thank it. You. Thanks to everybody for tuning in to another episode of Let's Dive In. We were speaking with Linda Boyd. Please, please go watch the third season or the first and the second season before yeah. that of Virgin River on Netflix. Link right below this video. Thank you, everybody.